everybody, and welcome in. I am Oscar Barkas, and I'd like to wish a special happy Halloween, or day before happy Halloween, to Sam McFadden. And welcome, guys. Thank you, by the way. Welcome to episode 26 of the SOS Fantasy Football Podcast, and also the spookiest episode we've ever done. Oh, by far the spookiest. I'm terrified just sitting here. Well, yeah, I mean, we got some we got some scary takes happening on later. Oh, absolutely. So. And some scary games happening this week. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alerts. Cowboys-Eagles. Prime time. Sunday night, baby. Prime time. Hell of a showdown. So. For, uh... <laughs> but we got some good games, too. Yeah, well, and, and I said this before we started, but Jacksonville, Houston, and Washington are all on by this week, so that's probably better for everyone's viewing pleasures oh yeah certainly um so yeah let's hop right in the news here actually no we we need to do our quick questions what am i doing you got one prepared for me as always i do and my quick question is quite the doozy this time i'm just gonna come right and right out and say it if you had a choice between trevor lawrence or a quarterback in the league right now how many quarterbacks are you taking before you pick trevor lawrence roughly See, it's hard because, like, there's obvious, yeah, there's the obvious, like Russ and Russell, Patrick, Deshaun, yeah, Dak, uh, Lamar Jackson, probably. After that, like, I don't, I don't know. He could, but the thing is, we don't like. Let me give you some hypotheticals. Okay, Justin Herbert. Herbert, he's established. He's shown that he's good in the NFL. Okay. Okay. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. <sighs> it, I mean, the team getting Trevor Lawrence is going to be bad. So Trevor Lawrence, because you, you, he's the younger guy to build sure. around. If I'm a team that thinks I this can is this in the situation, next... it's like a fantasy draft. You're building your team. First pick, Aaron you're picking your quarterback. Aaron Rodgers. Okay. And I'll do one more. Um, Josh Allen. Trevor Lawrence. Okay, sweet, sweet. <laughs> I think I would probably take Trevor too. Yeah, yeah, which is wild. It's but. crazy, and the thing is, like, years ago, teams would sit back on their first round quarterbacks. Yeah, let um, them get acclimated. Let them get take a few years to get. I mean, Aaron Rodgers didn't play until he was in his fourth year in the league. Yeah. So, and that just doesn't happen anymore because the advantage that you have when you have the most important player on your team playing for three million dollars a year yeah is crazy that's why the seahawks won the the super bowls or won the super bowl in 2011 uh 2011 or 2012 something like that um so teams are just throwing their guys out there so we'll get to we'll, we'll see if trevor lawrence is the real deal pretty quickly oh yeah um, and guys seem to be making the... I, I think he is the real deal. I mean, everything, every sign points to him being a stud. He's really damn good. So, Yeah. You know. Well, my question here is about quarterbacks also, but it's more fantasy-related. I'm going to list you a couple names here. These are the quarterbacks 10, 11, and 12 in scoring average per game. So, okay. so played at least five games... The list goes Tom Brady, uh, Ryan Tannehill, Lamar Jackson. Who would you like out of those three rest of the season? 
Lamar Jackson. No question for me. I mean, I'll take... Uh, Tom Brady's schedule is super easy. Yeah, and Lamar's is quite possibly the hardest Lamar's is hard, but to be honest with you... When the ball when Baltimore plays bad teams, what usually ends up happening is they don't need Lamar halfway through the game, so he gets fourteen points in that week. But he's also played poorly against good teams this year. Yeah, I I'm I'm still in on Lamar. I'm in on him. I think he's a very talented player. I would still count him as a top eight quarterback. I don't feel comfortable with Tom Brady and or I well I I don't feel com- that comfortable starting Tom Brady every single week. Yeah, I don't feel that comfortable starting Ryan Tannehill every week. I do. Uh, I do feel comfortable playing Lamar. Okay. Um, I. It's pretty close for me. My only the the saving grace on Lamar in my mind is that Baltimore is really good at coming out of the bye really hot, yeah. and they came into the year as one of the best teams. So they might just be not showcasing what they've got. They're five and two, five six and, and one. They're, they're six, six and, one. and one, and they're because and they, there's only they're going to be playing for that bye yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah, they're going to be playing hard. And they're they, the they haven't shown like how like great they can be, and they might just come out of the bye scorching hot. So I I get it. Lamar possesses the most upside for sure out of like those if three. those three guys are on the waiver wires. I don't think there's anyone that would. Pick up Tanhill or Brady over Lamar. Yeah, yeah. I think you have to. I think it's just crazy that he is the quarterback twelve so far. Yeah, uh, he'll be fine. All right. Well, let's hop into the news here. I uh, got us started too quickly earlier, but I was just trying to transition. We're talking about the teams on by: Houston, Jacksonville, Washington, and Arizona are all on by this week. Take them out of your lineups. Hopefully, you already have. Um. Falcons Panthers last night was not quite the game that everyone thought it was going to be. It sucked compared to what I was hoping for. Yeah, it there was, was uh, gross. Each each quarterback for the teams had one touchdown. Yeah, Matt nice. Ryan had one on the ground. Teddy Bridgewater had a really nice throw to Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel had a great game. But yeah, how many people started Curtis, Curtis Samuel? Unless yeah. you're in a dynasty league and you had to play him. Yeah, I don't think anyone's um, it was just it was disappointing because, I mean, the Panthers' defense has proven that it's a lot better than we thought it was going to be. The Falcons has not, um, yeah, right? But both these offenses have been pretty high powered so far. Yeah, it's the Panthers were disappointing. Yeah, so they the lost. Panthers it was twenty-five to seventeen. Um, Calvin Ridley unfortunately hurt his ankle in the game. He's quote got a good chance to be back by week nine but we did just get an update his mri showed a mid ankle sprain right not a high ankle sprain which is good mid ankle sprain is definitely better but um i wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play just you gotta you gotta watch that practice report yeah if he's out there then you can play the good news is he's got 10 days yeah, he's got a long time. He's got a long week to they, recover. They call it the mini buy. Right. Um, if you play on Thursday night and then you don't play again until Sunday, it's a good while to recover. But it, it looked bad when he went down. Um, and, uh, Mike Davis has continued his downward trend. Is not been less playing effective as well. Yeah. than he started off. So 
I think the Panthers are starting to want Christian McCaffrey back. And he'll be back more. this and week. And he'll be back he'll this be week. He'll be back this so. week, for sure. And again, I, I do think Mike Davis plays once he's back. But, oh, for uh, sure, yeah. I, I'm just interested to see how that works. Yep. How much they use him. Andy Dalton, after the... Uh, Pretty dirty hit laid on to him by John Bostick last week is doubtful. Uh, he's still in concussion protocol. I would say he probably doesn't play. Did Bostick get fined for that or anything? I don't think so. I don't know why they wouldn't find a guy for yeah. something like that. They, it happened again to Teddy Bridgewater last night. Yeah. It, it was dirty hit late, right on, right on his neck. Yeah. Guy should be fined for that or suspended their game or something like that. Yeah. Something like that. For sure. Um, but yeah, they remove guys from games, the game that it happens in. But that's that's there should at, be more. At man. that point in the Cowboys game, he missed a quarter and a half. I mean, shoot, you the the hit that Teddy Bridgewater took last night, that hit goes a little differently. He could break his neck. Yeah. So yeah, and he could be done for the rest of his life. He could yeah. his career could be over. So you should there should be a more serious consequence for that. Yeah, Roger um, Goodell. More deficiencies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, ben DiNucci is going to be starting. I, I don't think Andy Dalton's going to play it. Ben DiNucci no. is going to start. Uh, and it just, I keep getting more and more worried about the Cowboys' offense. I, first of all, the transition from Dak to Andy Dalton did not go anywhere close to as well as I thought it would. No. Um, I, it has to do with that offensive line for sure, but Andy was not playing like. I thought he could. No. And disappointing. Some reports have come out recently about Ben DiNucci's style of play. And he was used in college like Taysom Hill was at BYU. He was a all purpose uh, weapon. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, just, I I I mean That'd be that'd be great now if we had Sean Payton as our coach. Yes. When you have a guy like Mike McCarthy, I don't have a lot of faith for him to be using Ben DiNucci like that. My point bringing that up was he's more mobile than Andy Dalton was for sure. Yes, he is. So even with the deficiencies of the offensive line, I think that he'll be able to create some more space. So hopefully we see something better out of the Cowboys. They are playing. I mean, the Eagles' defensive line is scary, but the rest of that defense is not. So hopefully no. we see something. But there should be, There's going to be open receivers. Yes. We'll just see if the ball is able to get there. Yeah. Uh, moving on, we've got a bunch of outs to star players already. Michael Thomas, Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones, all out already. Um, none of those was a huge surprise to me. None of them practiced as much as I would have liked to see. Right. Um, um, I will say I think that all three are back next week. Sure, I, I I'm confident Joe Mixon will be back. I'm confident Aaron Jones will be back. But at this point, Michael Thomas, who knows? Yeah, next week it'll it could just be something else. On Thursday, a report came out saying that he was practicing in the exact fashion that every other receiver on the team was practicing. So apparently, he looks fine. I think that it's more. How is he? How is his standing with the team? Uh, yeah, like, who knows? It's he's. Yeah, just been a headache all season. He has. So and if you took him in the first round, you've uh, been feeling that Oof. impact. Yeah. Um, next bit of news: more outs. I just these are less impactful, hopefully, to your team. The Jets wide receivers, Brashad Perryman and Jamison Crowder, are both out. Yep. Sammy Watkins is out again. 
Mark Ingram's out, and Austin Hooper is out again. And that led big things to happen for uh, the rookie tight end Harrison Bryant last week for the Browns. Mm -hmm. We'll see if... Big game, multiple touchdowns. We'll see if he gets that kind of look again this week against the Raiders. Right, right. It's, I mean, easy easy defense to to attack. Yeah. We've got some other questionables and doubtfuls here. Allen Robinson... Uh, had a pretty nasty hit at the end of the game on Monday, so he's still in concussion protocol. He is doubtful. I would probably suspect he doesn't play. Uh, I I really doubt he plays. Yeah. If it's a short week, concussion, it's really hard to get back through the protocol. I, I don't think he plays. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> not that we were expecting big things out of the Bears' offense anyway, but... Yeah. But Allen Robinson is a guy you can, you can uh, rely on. He's He was really one of their only hopes. I will say this opens things up a little bit for the rookie out of Tulane, Darnell Mooney. Um, the Saints defense has been pretty easy to gain yardage on so far this yeah, season. Yeah, they've been disappointing. And Darnell Mooney and has Darnell looked Mooney's looked good. really good. He had seven targets last week. Yeah. I, would, I would probably play him uh, if Robinson does not play. I'd be, I'd be interested, certainly. For a flex spot. Yeah. Uh, all three of the Seahawks starting running backs are game-time decisions. Chris Carson, Carlos Hyde, even Travis Homer. Um, if DJ Dallas is not picked up yet, pick him up. I mean, if, if all three of these guys don't play, he's the starter. So in, He is the starter. On a high-powered offense. We talked about him on Tuesday. Hopefully you got him after that. But if not... He's another guy that I would consider as a spot start. Uh, Good news for Dalvin Cook. He should make his return this week. He was not listed on the injury report for Thursday, I believe, and then came up questionable today. Right. So, I mean, he's suffering a groin injury. It's tough to work through, but I think that he does end up playing. I bet he does as well. And then the. And if uh, he does play, he will be great. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. Yep. Yep. He's one of the top running backs in the league. Yeah. Um, so you got to play him. And then we've got another sad update for the 49ers. Running back, backfield, Jarek McKinnon is, quote, battling tired legs. I've kind of, I mean, it's it's been obvious that he's not the same guy that we saw through the first five weeks of the season. Since then, yeah. he's not been touching the ball very much. I think the coaches were probably overworking him. Uh, we'll see. I mean, he he suffered two ACL tears in back-to-back seasons, so that's that's tough to work back from. Mm-hmm. Certainly, uh, he's. I mean, you can't. You're not going to start him. Mm-mm. And I think that the 49ers probably a... push Tevin Coleman to come back this week because of this news. Right. Uh, but I would bet that. Jamichael Hasty sees the lion's share of the carries for that team this week. I would agree. Uh, especially with Debo Samuel also out. But I talked about it on Tuesday. Huge Brandon Ayuk week. I am, you see the thing? Debo Samuel's average air yards uh, per target is 2.3 yards. Yep. And it was close to 10 last year. So. Yeah. The 49ers know what they're good at, and they know their limitations yep. with Jimmy G at quarterback. But... Uh, pretty crazy stuff. You want to hop into our over-unders here? I would love to. You mind if I start? Oh, you go ahead. All right, I'm going to give us our first over-under. Mike QB of the week, Derek Carr, over-under 
22 and a half fantasy points. Could you give me a background on how you got the line here? Yeah, okay. So first off, just the Raiders are playing the Browns. Yep, tough uh, or easy defense to get points on. Pretty easy yep. defense to get points on. Derek Carr has been playing one of his better career, better seasons oh, of his career. Absolutely. Uh, he has gone north of 22 and a half points one time. One time. If or if you count against Buffalo and me for he had twenty two point four, so we'll count that. We'll count so that. two times in in six games. Okay. Uh, he did just play against Tampa Bay. Did difficult difficult matchup. And he played points. really well. Yeah. He's been he's been consistent the last couple of weeks against uh, some pretty good defenses. The the uh, Kansas City defense that everyone loves to to uh, tout. 30 points against him. Okay, well, that was his best game so, of the year by far. So uh, so that's, so that's the line came from that. I I figured if I put it at 20, it'd be too easy. Yeah, I would take 20. So This is hard. Be? I Derek Carr has been, before this season, it was a, you use him in two quarterback leagues, or if you badly need a streaming option, mm-hmm. you pick him up. Because he's a guaranteed 17 points. This year, it's been pretty much guaranteed twenty points. Yep. So he's been he's been very useful for fantasy so far. Twenty two and a half, though. I mean, it's the Browns. I'm gonna take the under. I'm taking I'm, the under. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna say I'm out on twenty two and a half. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna take the over on this guy. I'm gonna take the over. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm all in. My first quarterback here. So we've got a little division. This might uh, break apart our records on the over-unders mm-hmm. this week. Um, my first quarterback here is Lamar Jackson. I've set the line at over-under 200 passing yards. 200 pass- passing yards, huh? Well, yes, sir. Okay. Um, he has done that twice so far. His best game was, I think, 275 yards. His second best was 204. So he barely hit 200 the second time. Against Pittsburgh. Yeah. I'm going to say... I'll, I'll, go, I'll go spicy on this one. I'll go spicy. I, I think that the Ravens come out hot. I think that this is going to be a close game, and Lamar is going to have to throw the ball. He will have to throw the ball. I think he gets over 200 yards against I, a tough I agree with Pittsburgh you. defense. Here. I agree with you. I also took the over in my head when I was making that line. Uh, the one way that you beat the Steelers' defense is you beat them through the air, and you beat them on long plays. So I think this is a pretty good week for Marquise Hollywood-Brown, and Lamar's going to have to throw the ball. So Big time. I, I'm... I mean, I, I'm I'm bullish on Lamar. I'm a little biased because I have him in our league record. Do but, you know? Uh, that guy's so talented. He, it's it's gonna happen. I firmly right. believe it. All right, my running back for the week, same game actually. James Conner, running back for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, over under fifty five rushing yards against the Baltimore Ravens. So it's the Ravens, and they now have. Yannick Ngakwe. Yes, they I do. I heard it pronounced Yannick this week, so it, I'm I might have been pronouncing it no, wrong. No, I believe it's Yannick. Okay, I believe. I 
I might be. Uh, who knows? But um, so they've added another talented pass rusher. Um, the one thing that he Ngakwe does not do super well is stop the run. So no. so that might not help with the James Connor line. Uh, I think I'm going to take the over. I'm going to really? take the over. Taking the over. Yes. Okay. Uh, the Ravens' defense is good, and I think that they're. It's going to be a tough matchup, but I, I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take the under. Okay. Disagree with you here. Uh, mainly because I think. I think the Ravens pat the Ravens run defense is is a top five run defense so yep. far through the season. I think that the Steelers are going to pass the ball pretty often. I yep. think both these teams are going to be passing to keep up with each other, make sure they're being competitive and everything. And uh, I would not be surprised at all if James Conner walks away with a touchdown, but I don't think the yardage is going to be there on the ground for him. I don't think he's going to have a whole lot of space to run. I can see that. My next line I've got for you here is Le'Veon Bell. I set the line at over under 12 half PPR points. Hmm. For context, his best game this year prior to joining the Chiefs was 5.6 PPR points. Sure, sure. And what did he have last week? Uh, 10 points, I believe. Yep. If I'm remembering it correctly, 10 point something. Yes. Um against the jets yes well i said it before on tuesday and i still think it's true i think Le'Veon bell is going to come out with a chip on his shoulder oh yeah he's very he does not like the jets very much no nope. i think he's going to absolutely work his uh work his butt off in this game um i think he's gonna i'll take the over on this one. i'm also taking the <laughs> over so yeah i i i like i'm a sucker for revenge games, yeah, I love the this the 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 game script try, trying to put that on to people. Um, and this is and this absolutely is the epitome a of a revenge game. So yeah. I'll I'll take I'll usually take the over on revenge games for sure. All right, my wide receiver over under of the week, Justin Jefferson. Okay, very talented rookie receiver for the Vikings. He's gone. He's had three crazy games. And three games where he's been pretty non-existent. Yep. Um, I have the over/under set at four and a half catches, uh, four and a half receptions on the week. Okay. What are you thinking? I do not know how. I, he's a big play guy, so I don't. I, I, I need to so, get, okay, get here's the context. Some, here's here. some reference. Here's some reference. Week one, three targets, two receptions. Uh, next week, three and three. Next, nine targets, seven receptions. Five targets, four receptions. Five targets, three receptions. Eleven targets, nine receptions. That's Shoot. what we're working with. Shoot. So he's he's had more than five targets twice. Yep. And he's broken. Um, he's broken. He's had more than five catches twice. I am going to take the under. I almost I considered making him my sit of the week, which was crazy. Right. But the Green Bay defense, he's going to be covered by Jer Alexander, yeah. who is one of the best young corners in the league. He is known to give up a few big games a season, mm-hmm. but 
I think that this is a pretty good matchup. I I am not saying that this isn't a great game for Justin Jefferson. I think that he could have one long catch for a touchdown. Sure. But I don't think that he gets to five catches. I also doubt it. I think Dalvin's going to play, and I think they're going to give him the ball a lot. It's, yeah. it's pretty easy to run on Green Bay yep. right now. If they're smart, that's what they do. Adam Thielen's going to get more. He's he's oh, more likely sure. going to get more targets for in this sure. one. Um, I think Justin Jefferson will hover around the four or five target range. I don't think he catches every single one. Okay, so we're both going under <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, we're both going under. My next uh, question for you here is Mike Evans. We have kind of the same deal. He's had a few weeks where he was phenomenal and then a few weeks completely disappearing. However, Antonio Brown can't play yet, and Chris Godwin's out for the week. This is true. This is true. The app that we use for fantasy has Mike Evans projected at 14 points this week. Okay. So I'm going to make that the line. Over under 14 half PPR points. See, this is funny because when we were making up our, when we were doing our, writing out our over-unders, I actually also put down Mike Evans and my over-under was five catches. Okay. Mike Evans can do a lot with five catches. Yeah. And I was going to take the under on that. Okay. Five catches. Um, Let's see. He'll be covered by James Bradbury, most likely. He will be covered by James Bradbury, uh, for sure. Um, And James Bradbury's been playing pretty good. Super well. Although the Giant, I mean, 14 points. I'm going to go spice again and say I'm going to take the under. Okay, I'm taking the over. And I am fully aware that Mike Evans is going to go out there and drop 20 points and... He's going to catch two balls for two touchdowns and prove me wrong, but... Well, if, yeah. I, I don't think he's going to get... I don't think he's going to catch that many balls. That's that's what it comes down to. Okay. So all it is is whether or not I those catches are long I disagree with you strictly because uh, I think J.J. Zacharyson pointed this out on Twitter. In the games that Chris Godwin doesn't play, Mike Evans signs up as the slot receiver for the team. Mm-hmm. And James Bradbury never covers the slot or slot receiver. He is never the slot corner. And I think that Mike Evans catches the ball quite often on okay. Monday night. All right. So you took the under, I took the over. We're disagreeing a lot on this podcast. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I took the I took the under, and I but I want to again say I don't feel comfortable. But uh, all right. I also don't like to slander my boy, Mike Evans. Uh, all right, my last over-under for this week is Jared Cook. Tied in for the New Orleans Saints. Okay. Over-under, 39.5 receiving yards. Okay. I... Now, the Saints are playing the Bears. Yep, tough defense. defense. Is, is pretty dang good. Yep. Jared Cook has uh, has gone over this twice this year. Once he once he had uh, he had a fifty two yard game and an eighty yard game, uh, he's broken five targets twice. He's broken. He's had more than three catches once. Yeah, I'm gonna take the under here, um, and strictly because I think that 
he probably has pretty good fantasy game, but I would bet that it is on one catch for a touchdown. I I I disagree with you again on this because Man. I just want to show you something here. You guys can't see this, but when you look at the lineup for who's who's playing, there's two receivers active for active the for the Saints. Yeah. Traquan Smith and Deontay Harris. I mean someone's got to catch the ball and i I guarantee jared cook catches three or four balls and i think that's enough okay uh enough in this one um i think i mean all it takes yeah i I don't think it takes that many targets to get him no 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 i agree um so i'm gonna go with the over on this one all right well i'm taking the under i'm i'm sticking to my guns there you, you did put up a good argument it will be tough for him not to receive a lot of targets with the current situation that the Saints receivers are in. Yeah. But he's just not a guy known to catch the ball a lot. That's fair. That's fair. Um, he'll make his impact. He'll catch a touchdown, like I said, but I, I don't think so. All right, my over-under here, last one also at tight end, is Rob Gronkowski. And I have the over-under at... Seven and a half targets. And for context here, give me a second. He has surpassed that three times, two times, two times, both in the last two games. However, his trend since week three is to average around seven targets. I'm going to take the under. I, the second I saw this one, my gut feeling was... Under seven tar- under seven and a half targets okay. for Gronkowski. I think he could flirt with the seven-ish range for sure, especially with Chris Godwin out. We already discussed Antonio Brown's not playing yet. Um, the the Giants' defense is not that great. It's not as bad as I thought it would be, but it's not that great. As a whole, not very good. Um, so I, I could definitely see him getting some good usage. Uh, I I think that they... I, think, I just have a feeling that... The, the Bucks are going to get up, and then they're going to run the ball. Like, I don't think Brady passes the ball that much this, this game. True. So Yeah, and if he doesn't throw the ball, if he throws the ball around 30 times, there's just no way Gronk no way gets his targets. Yeah, so yeah. I'm going to take the under on this one. I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to uh, take the over. Okay. Keep up the, uh, it's it's a spooky, scary episode. Yeah, a lot of disagreements. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll be, I'll be... I will be very interested. I will either be very excited to come back to this, or I will be very not excited to come back to this next week. We'll one of us will see. be making fun of the other one a lot. So yeah. come back on Tuesday. I d- I'm going to be honest. I did this mostly just to spite you. <laughs> I, I just want some more contention here. Fair um, enough. Fair enough. And also just all the missing weapons. I think Mike Evans has a pretty good game. And it's either going to be Gronk or Scotty Miller that also has a pretty good game. And we just had a good Scotty Miller game, and it's been a pendulum all season. He has a really good game, yeah. really bad game. What if um, the Bucks lose this game? That'd be sweet. <laughs> I, <laughs> that'd be okay, nuts. Okay, you said that the Bucks are going to get up and run a lot. Something tells me it's a Monday night game. That Bucks Dan- defense is too much for Daniel Jones. No way. That Daniel line jo- is not that good. Daniel Jones. Danny is- Dimes no in prime time. No way. No way. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I bet that it's Bucks I- is so good. They are. I bet it's a good game. Yeah. I. I don't. I would disagree with you. Okay. Okay. We'll see. This is like the Jags Chargers all over again. 
And you were right that time, so I'm, I'm crossing my fingers. It's the other way this time. All right, well, that wraps up our over-unders. You ready to hop into some start-sits? Hopefully uh, we can uh, agree a little bit more here. Uh, I like the disc movement. It's the spooky episode. <laughs> it's, the, we, it's the spooky episode. We gotta, it's, it fits the, fits the theme. Uh, you want to start us off this time? Sure, I'd love to. Yeah. Actually, you should start us off. I have one less game than you. You'd talk a lot in a row if, oh that's fair that's because we missed the thursday night game i i let sam take an extra game okay okay that's fair all right i'll start us off pittsburgh baltimore great uh, game probably game the best the game of the week game of the week for sure and um, it is at noon it is at noon which yeah you know it's it's wild you're gonna have to watch that at noon and then with six other games and you have to watch the cowboys and eagles just do nothing for three hours uh sunday night but uh, my, my sit here is going to be Baltimore running backs. I know it's you've been sitting with the J.K. Dobbins on your bench or Mike Ingram on your bench. You can't do anything with them. You don't want to drop them because they're talented players in good positions. Uh, but you really haven't been able to play them. Uh, I think that continues, to be honest with you. I, I, I cannot see a way to... Uh, it would take a much smarter person than me to figure out how to... Uh, Break up the... Uh... How to how to sure. how to know who's gonna do well in this game? Like like I I want to I want to talk to someone who's like okay yeah J.K. Dobbins this is his game this is the one right here. And this uh, is why. I'm gonna say that Baltimore as a whole is held under like 80 rushing yards this game. I would say they get over it because of Lamar Jackson. Yeah, it's the Steelers. They are they are the best run defending team in the NFL right now. Right. Um. But I, I would I would say the running backs, I would not be surprised at all if it's less than 50 rushing yards for the running backs. And then Lamar puts a little bit more. I will say Mark Ingram might be held out again after this week. There's right. a chance he comes back week 9, but it's looking like it's more going to be week 10. I don't know who the Ravens play yet next week, but I would say that I'm going to be confident in both Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins next week. Yeah, Gus Edwards is the one where it's like he's gonna get like ten touches, thirty yards, and maybe a touchdown. If he gets a touchdown, it was worth it. it was, I don't know, it's upsetting to play him. It's just it sucks because this has been a three-headed monster all season, and finally we have a game without one of them that the other two can step up and show something. And they're playing the Steelers. Well, next week they're playing the Colts. So not much better. Not better. After okay. that, uh, week after that, they Mark play Ingram comes back. New England. Yeah. So <laughs> not not a great time for yeah. J.K. Dobbins to show what he's got. Yeah. Um. I agree. It's I, unless you have to. Some people have to. I get it. It's it's a bye week. Injuries are starting to hit. But unless you really have to, I'm not gonna play a Baltimore running back yet. No. All right, uh, my first game here is the Patriots-Bills. Um, man, if I had seen this game at the beginning of the year, after after week two, if I had seen this game coming up in week eight, I'd be like, this is going to be the best game of the year. This is going to be a killer. <laughs> and yeah. the Patriots just have not shown anything, any signs of life in the last two weeks. They've sucked. They've sucked bad. Cam Newton's been terrible the last couple weeks. I'm just hoping that there's a, Cam 
figures it out somehow. I don't know how, but I'm hoping that it's just a mechanics deal. There's a miss in his mind right now. But until that happens, until I see that, I'm sitting all New England weapons. I'm That's right my sit this you. week. And we didn't mention it earlier, but Julian Edelman is also out for he is out at, for a while this week. Yeah, at least this it, week. They, um, he had a uh, a preventative knee surgery. Yeah, um, and with the way this team is trending, this could just keep him out the rest of the season. Yeah, who knows? Um, but even with him in, they weren't performing well. It's it's a disappointing thing to see. Like we always knew, the running back situation sucked to be a part of. Yes, but now it's the whole the whole team. Um, and uh, yeah, Buffalo's defense is still pretty good. Like I'm, oh, yeah. I'm not willing to play any. Buffalo should win this game, and they should win it by ten points at least. With Sony Michelle on the COVID list, still, I'm interested to see what we can see out of Damian Harris. Yeah. But he, since that one game that he kind of had his coming out party, he hasn't done a whole lot. So, no. all right, my next game is Tennessee Cincinnati. I think this will be fun. It should be. I hope so. Any game with Joe Burrow has proven to be pretty yep. fun. Uh, tie. They got a tie. That's good enough. Um, my start for this game is going to be T. Higgins. Man, he's, he's been, been good. killing it. He's been great. This and he's rookie being class. Over, he's being overshadowed right now by Tyler Boyd, who's been playing yep. fantastic, especially last week. Tyler yep. Boyd played great. But T. Higgins has been doing nothing but produce good yep. numbers, startable numbers. What T. Higgins out. is doing this year is telling the team that they can move on from A.J. Green this offseason. That they better move on. Yeah. What are they going to do, franchise tag him again? <laughs> My goodness. Um, but yeah, T. Higgins has been great. Tennessee is easy to pass on. Their defense is not very good this year. They are not, pl- or at least they are not playing that good this year. Yeah. Um, so I am all for T. Higgins. I'm all for Joe Burrow this week. Um, and, of course, Tyler Boyd as well. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to mention his name, though. Right, right. He's, all he I got to say he, here... Tyler Boyd should be in your lineup every week. Absolutely. All I got to say here is this rookie class of receivers has just broken that trend completely. Oh, yeah. Normally, you want to wait on rookie receivers. Sometimes they show how good they are second half of the season. But all of these guys have been good in the first couple of weeks of the season. It's, oh, yeah. uh, it's been impressive. That's what they were supposed to do. This was the the best rookie wide receiver class we'd seen in a long time. But I'd say the two guys that maybe haven't put up this the those kind of numbers is Judy and Ruggs, but Ruggs has been injured, and Judy's whole team has been injured. Yeah. So, you know, and when they've been on the field, they look good. They Both look of them real look good. really good. So I, I totally agree with you. This rookie wide receiver class is nuts. Yep. And we have Jamar Chase coming out next year. Come on. Future looks a lot bright. of fun. Future looks bright. Um, my next game here is the Raiders-Browns game that we talked about earlier. Um, I'm now realizing that I probably should have taken the over on the uh, Derek Carr points because the Browns have a really tough running defense. When I was looking at this earlier, I made my sit, Josh Jacobs, and I'm standing by that. Most people can't do that, I understand, but I'm do not expect your normal production from Josh Jacobs this week, and I think that, that means that the Raiders are just going to have to throw the ball more, and uh, that means Derek Carr will probably pass 23 PPR points. Okay, I am actually going to disagree with you again here. 
Okay. <laughs> just pile it on. Josh Jacobs, I think he has a good game. I don't think the Cleveland rushing defense is that bad, uh, to be honest with you. Um, I. Uh, by the way, I just want to... We didn't mention earlier, this just came out. Miles Sanders is also out. Yeah. Uh, Carlos Hyde is doubtful, officially. And James Gratter is doubtful, officially. Okay. So, those, just a, a couple updates before I keep going. But uh, the Cleveland Run defense has been pretty good. I don't think it's been that good. Um, Josh Jacobs has not been playing that well as of late. Uh, just a couple reminders. That whole entire, basically his entire, he's been working with a makeshift offensive line the last couple, the last yeah. week to, week or two. Uh, Richie Incognito has been out for a long time. He's supposed to come. He might not come back this week, but he'll definitely be back next week. He might be here. Uh, and then also. Uh, Brian Edwards has been injured. Key key run blocker on the outside. Underrated blocking by him on the okay. outside. Also, Josh Jacobs has consistently been in, been um, been active in the passing game. Yeah, he, he gets has. he gets four or five targets a game uh, uh, at least. Uh, I think that oh, not to mention Josh Jacobs has played a brutal couple of games he has. in a row. Um, so I. This is more like I think Josh Jacobs is on uh, has an up air next to his, next to his name rest he of does. season absolutely including this game. In I mind. don't agree with this game. I I think I think he walks away with sixteen plus points. Okay, I I disagree. All right, all right, pile it on. All right, <laughs> Indianapolis Detroit all star game here. Man, the Colts God. have been the I, the Colts are like they're a good team, but like I don't like watching i know i don't want to watch this game not at all uh all right so i'm i'm sitting any passing option i have on the colts okay if you have in the game if you have a passing option on the colts in general i apologize it's not great yeah unless unless you're talking jonathan taylor who catches balls but everyone else anything else yeah by the way this jonathan taylor is gonna have a great game this week so don't sit him by any means but everyone else on that team I don't understand unless you're in backed up into a terrible corner. Yeah. Why you would start anyone, including Philip Rivers? They they've been nothing but mediocre all season. Detroit's Detroit's defense is not very good, but like that doesn't matter when no. you're talking about a bunch of. I mean, look at Ty, T.Y. Hilton. He's done nothing. He's droppable. I think. I think that we talked about him as droppable. Most of these guys three or four yeah, weeks ago. I think almost everyone on this offense besides jonathan taylor is droppable asset yeah so uh, drop your I'm, philip rivers stakes is what Sam yes saying. don't have philip rivers on your team <laughs> naheem hines is is interesting but he's certainly droppable if you need he is, to he is not he is not a player that you need to be like i have to keep him no by any means um but he's the other person i would think about these receivers it's just gross uh michael pittman is supposed to come back next week that is interesting which is interesting to me. That's Certainly. another another rookie wide receiver, um, big guy. I he should, he played well when he played. Yeah, I'm interested in him from now until the rest of the season more than Certainly. I am by pretty much anything else on this team, right? Excluding Jonathan Taylor, of course. Right. Uh, my next game here is the Vikings Packers game. I talked about it quite a bit earlier, but. Start Delvin Cook. I, I hope I don't have to tell you that. Um, keep this one short. But he's, even though he's coming off of injury, 
I think the Vikings are going to try and beat the Packers on the ground this game. Absolutely. If if there were no injury for, to Dalvin Cook, if he was totally healthy coming in this game, he would be the number one running back on the week. Yeah. He would like like projected wise. Yeah. Green Bay's easy to run on. One of the best running backs in the game. He would be the number one projected guy. It's yep. just because of this injury stuff. So do not get cold feet. If I guarantee, just because of the fantasy gods work in mysterious ways, if you sit him, you'll lose your game no matter what. Oh yeah. Just it'll work out that you way. You can't. I'm start your studs yeah. as soon as there's. Once you get past a certain tier, you want to let your guys get healthy before you start putting them in your fantasy football lineups. Dalvin Cook is way that above does not that apply tier. to Dalvin Cook. Yeah, yeah. Fantasy, a lot of fantasy football players, including myself, have a bad habit of getting too smart for their own good. This is a situation like that. Don't try to get too smart. Yep. All right, my next game, game of the week. Please. Jets Chiefs. Did someone say you know that this Jets is, upset? This is the highest line, one of the top, I think, ten highest lines since lines were created by Vegas in like 1978. Mm. That's nuts. That yeah. What's the line? What is the, it's It's 20... 19 and a half now. That's nuts. It started at 22. See, like I would never bet that. Like even no. even though it's ridiculously high, I I couldn't. I, I couldn't. still think that the Chiefs win this game by like 30 points. So though. they should. They should. But the Bills should have beaten them by a ton last week too. I also believe that they'll kill the Jets. But did you see what Chris Jones said this week? I did. His quote was, <laughs> "A lot of people think they're. A lot of people forget that they're a really good team because they're zero and seven. They haven't won a game yet, but they're a really good team." So Chris Jones. Chris Jones said it. I'm believing it. I'm in on the Jets train. No. I zig when everyone else zags. Okay. okay? Jets all the way. Getting. A, they're not going to win this game. They're going to win soon. They're going to win soon. I I know it. Uh, my sneaky start is Denzel Mims. This I'm is with you on this, this is as long as Jameson Crowder doesn't play, which he's, he's probably not. Not gonna play. All likelihood he will not play. Uh, Denzel Mims, really talented guy coming in, was injured, but while he's played, he has looked great and he's yep. gotten targets. And without Jameson Crowder, there's no one on this team. Yeah, Brashad Perryman, who's the wide receiver three when both the other guys are healthy, is also out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, so we're it's, down to Braxton Berrios, and I think the, the guy's name is Jeff Smith. Sure. So and, and then <laughs> the other options, what do you got? Like Michael Pirine and Chris Herndon, who's like been very disappointed. Shouldn't even be on the team at this point. Yeah. So someone will have to catch the ball. I've been saying it for weeks too that I don't think this defense, this Kansas City defense, is as good as, as good as they've been playing. I think they've been playing above their pay grade. I think Denzel Mims can can have a sneaky good week here. I think I think you're right, and my reasoning is a little different. I think that the Chiefs are up by 20 plus midway through the third quarter, and uh, is their backup Matt Moore or Chad Henney? Chad Henney, yeah. right? Maybe I I don't know. They're whichever one it is. I think will come in in the third quarter. I would I would be willing to say Patrick Mahomes doesn't play the whole game. And then the Chiefs are going to be going three and out, and then the Jets are just going to be airing it out to Denzel. Yeah. All right. I'm going to say it's a six-point game. Six. I'm kidding. That's a okay. joke. I, I, I think it's within two touchdowns, though. All I'm right. Gonna, that's my bold pick of the week, within two touchdowns. Okay. So bold. <laughs> uh, Rams, Dolphins. 
it's the tour week. It's it's he's he's coming out. He's uh, I'm excited. It's gonna be a fun game. I'm excited. I yeah. it's tough because it's Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. So that's just a hard first game. Um, so because of that, I am sitting Devonte Parker. He's gonna be shattered by Jalen Ramsey. That's just not fun to do, especially with a rookie quarterback. I think that the Dolphins still keep this competitive because they've got a pretty underrated defense. And Tua, although he's a rookie, this is his first game, I think will show signs of life for sure. Sure. But I think that the Dolphins try and keep the ball out of Tua's hands as much as they can just to make sure that he's not getting swarmed by Aaron Donald. So I'm starting Miles Gaskin. Uh, this is a pretty good... Actually, I think it's a mediocre rushing defense. Yeah, they're they're all right. Um, and I'm I'm in on Miles Gaskin this week. I also like Miles Gaskin this week. He's proven to be good just about every week. You can count on that guy. I think I think it continues here. I'm not as in on the sit, Devontae Parker. I I I just have this feeling. I can see it in my head already. Tua coming in and targeting that guy like crazy. Because he, he knows, will. he knows Devontae Parker's. That's that's the dude. He will, but it's Jalen Ramsey. So I, yeah, yeah. I think that even though the Dolphins are going to scheme up a lot of stuff to Devontae Parker because he's the most talented receiver, and again they want to get the ball out to his hands quickly, they're going to scheme up little out routes, little curls to get Devontae Parker the ball in space. Jalen Ramsey is a tough cover corner yeah oh he's one of the best in the league i don't so I don't deny that i'm i'm waiting i'm not out on Devonte parker the rest of the season a lot of people are with the change of quarterback sure. i'm not i'm not at all but i think that it's going to take at least a week for them to develop some rapport so i'm sitting him starting miles gaskin i think i think there will be a receiver on this miami team that has a great game it might be preston williams i think it might be Devonte parker though Okay, I'm not. I'm not so certain that I think they can get Jalen Ramsey off Devontae Parker a couple times in the game. I I agree get him with some you. Nice, get him some um, nice uh, some nice uh, targets. I think that Mike Gesicki probably has a pretty good game. Okay. The Rams did not replace their linebackers that they lost mm-hmm. in the off season. Their linebackers have been pretty weak so far, and though Mike Gesicki's been disappointing. He is a super big receiver that Tua will probably feel comfortable with. That's fair. All right, next game, Chargers-Broncos. You think the uh, Chargers are going to blow them out this time? No, it's a divisional game, and it's the Chargers. (laughs) I learned my lesson. (laughs) Okay. Uh, All right, my start is going to be Noah Fant, and I'm also kind of interested in Jerry Judy here. Uh, As we've said... It is the Chargers. Their defense should be so, so good. They have so much talent on that defense. A and lot now, is injured. A lot is injured. A lot is always injured. But yeah. they consistently play under. They consistently disappoint in my mind every year. Um, I think that uh, a lot of people are starting to get really worried about Noah Fant because the backup tight end did really well last week. I can't pronounce his last name. Uh, what's it's his Albert. Name? Alberto, Alberto, Alberto. Alberto. Yeah, that's we'll what call, he goes by. Alberto, and he he, he, he already had rapport with Drew Locke yes. the week before, and he came from college. Missouri. From college. He, he came from yeah. Missouri, 
So a lot of people are really worried about Noah Fant. I'm not so worried, mostly because Noah Fant, he, I think it's a recency bias thing because Noah Fant was just coming off of a long injury, but before that, he was playing so good. And he looks so good on the field. So I think I think he comes back here. I think he gets some good yardage, maybe a touchdown this one. Jerry Judy. I'm interested. I, I just in. like Jerry Judy, and I don't think this is that tough a matchup. That's no. that's my point. Here. And I think that the Chargers offense is good enough that the Broncos are gonna have to throw the ball. Yes, I do too. So I, I, I this is more just I like Judy as a player yeah. than anything. But yeah. I'm I I agree with you. I would rather play Jerry Judy than Devontae Parker this week. I might also do that. Like I I'm not crazy about starting Devontae Parker by any means. I'm just I'm just not so I don't know. I have a bad feeling that he's gonna put up some points on the bench. All right. Uh Bears Saints is my next game here. And though the Saints have been a pretty bad defense so far, I am sitting David Montgomery. The Saints' running defense is actually okay, um, and David Montgomery is not good. We've we've talked about it on the podcast a few times so far this season. Um, though he probably sneaks his way into the end zone, I am not super confident in him this week. Yeah, I'm not super confident in him in most games that he plays for Chicago. I'm starting to question that if it's him that's not very good or if it's because he's a bear and they don't do stuff for him or if it's a mixture of both i think it's a mixture of both something is not working for sure there. something very and serious i also is not think working. that every defense is like okay we can stop nick Foles. yeah and if alan robinson's out are you scared of that passing game? yeah no we, we talked about darnell mooney i think that he probably has a pretty good game but let him go the saints can just key in on Rushing, I agree with you. And uh, the Saints' defense has been playing, has been disappointing this year too. They still have the the talent to be really oh, good. So, so, good. so at any point they could kick it into high gear here. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you a little sneaky start, Jimmy Graham. Yeah, I like Jimmy Graham you. to catch a touchdown in this one. Yeah. So, and that's all you could ask for yeah. out of most tight ends. So, Jimmy Grandpa, baby. <laughs> all right, next game, San Francisco, Seattle. I'm starting Brandon Ayuk. Debo's out. Um, Brandon Ayuk has been their deeper threat. I say that, but his average depth of target is ten yards. He's their deeper threat. He is. He, they, they rush him. As they rush him even more I'm, when Debo's out. I'm in on him because I think that he'll take over what Debo's been doing. Yeah. And Brandon Ayuk in space against a very weak Seahawks defense. Oh, yeah. Bold prediction: twenty plus points. 20 plus. Yeah. I'll take the under on 20 points. I mean, probably. That's but, why it's bold. Uh, That's yeah, why yeah. it's bold. But um we're both I do I do bet he's up in the uh the upper teens certainly. I think I think he's an inter- I think he's a really interesting play. If you're not going to play him this week, when are you going to play him? Yep. That's the point here. I I'm probably playing him every week. I mean, he's been he's performing. been so good. Yeah. And and the the 49ers' whole philosophy is getting their talented playmakers in space and letting them go. That's why they're 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 fine with Jimmy G at quarterback. Yep. They haven't made any moves to try and get someone else. Um, obviously, they're kind of locked into that contract, but they really don't need it. They don't need it. They've got George Kittle as their big play threat. 
and then all these other guys that are like gadget pieces that yeah. as soon as a little touch pass mm-hmm. and the, the guy's gone. I mean, sure, if if they could get a stellar quarterback, they would. Yes. But is there a ton of quarterbacks out there right now that yeah. are really that much better at what Jimmy G's doing? No. Not really. No. Uh, but yeah, start your Brandon Ayuk shares, please. This is the week to do it. Uh, and start Ty Montgomery. Apparently he, pl- apparently he plays for the Saints. I had no idea that. I just saw his name on the list. He does. Fire him up. Really? No, don't fire him up. Please don't. That was more me just noticing. I thought you were serious. No, no, I just was surprised he was even in the league anymore. Yeah. Uh, my next game here, the uh, barn burner we talked about earlier. Cowboys-Eagles. The, you know that, so we can see it right here. Washington's on bye. The other three NFC East teams are all playing primetime. Yep. This is the worst division in football by a lot. Then why get why are we getting so much primetime? Huh? I don't know. Don't see the Texans on primetime. No, you don't. Because they're on bye. They're sitting at home this week. So <laughs> festering about <laughs> yeah. the Cowboys being on bye. Yeah, so um now, so I talked about it earlier. I think that Ben DiNucci is gonna be better for the Cowboys with this bad offensive line than we've seen. Andy Dalton be the last two weeks. How by how much? I don't know. I don't. I don't. Probably not a lot. I'm not super excited to see. To be honest with you, I don't. I, my, I'm not optimistic. Very. I'm much. not optimistic. However, we talked about it. The Eagles' secondary is not very good. My start this week is Amari Cooper. He's not going to be the Amari Cooper that you've seen at by far this season. Uh, close. He's so, not going to be close to that. What he's been. However. Still play him. We saw he caught a 30-yard pass from Ben DiNucci at the end of that game. Yep. Uh, it was garbage time, but it was still – there's some connection there. He's talented, and the Cowboys are going to score some points this week. They, I, I would put money on them scoring more than the three that they you'd scored hope. on the you'd, on the, you'd hope. Uh, on the football team. It but, is worth mentioning, Amari Cooper is going to be open yeah. plenty of times this game. This defense is – the yep. secondary is not good. So, I mean, this goes for Michael Gallup and CeeDee Lamb, too. All three of those guys will be open. It's just a matter of can Ben DiNucci, does he have enough time, and can he get the ball to him? Did you see the reporter at Cowboys practice asked Michael Gallup how he felt about Ben DiNucci? And he said something like, man, he's been airing it out. So that just tells me that they did not like Andy Dalton very much. I think Andy Dalton was being very careful with the ball. And I think that Ben DiNucci is looking at this as... I mean, he's a sixth-round... Seventh-rounder. Seventh-rounder. From I think an he's, FCS school. I think he's looking at this as, I'm starting for the Dallas Cowboys. Let's have fun. I'm going to go out there yeah. and freaking let it rip, and maybe I'll have a crazy game. Yeah, and then, why not? Like, if I go out there and do nothing, the chances of me getting another job is are slim. If I go out there and air it out and show I got something, I could make a lot of money off of this. Yeah. So, uh, I, I like him to air it out a little bit, for sure. Second story about Ben DiNucci. He was drafted, obviously, for one reason. Um, apparently, he played for Mike McCarthy's younger brother on his basketball <laughs> team in, like, Is eighth that, grade. That's not in true. In, like, eighth grade. He played uh. for Mike McCarthy's younger brother's AAU basketball team. Ten years later... Mike McCarthy has just been hired by the Dallas Cowboys in January. Uh, ben DiNucci is playing in the FCS National Championship. Wherever it is, is 
he's staying at a hotel that Mike McCarthy also happens to be staying in. The two of them get on an elevator together, and Ben is just like, Coach, oh my God, it's uh, congrats on the Cowboys job, first of all. Second of all, I played for your younger brother on his basketball team like 10 years ago. And Mike McCarthy was like, all right, let's draft him in the seventh round. So that is why he is the Cowboys starting quarterback. That does not su- that makes me very mad, but that does not surprise <laughs> me at all because, because like it was questionable enough at the when they did it because they'd already signed Andy Dalton. Yep. They had a backup. Yep. Why we like it's seven round pick. It's all right, but why are we spend a seven round pick on a third quarterback? It. it He's Mike starting. McCarthy is a infuriating person. He I sure just is. Want to say that again. Start Amari Cooper. Yes. I think I think that Ben DiNucci is going to make this game a lot more fun than I people sure think. Hope it, so. People think it will. I don't know if I can take another three to twenty-five. Three to, to twenty-five. Yeah. Washingtons. Freaking! If Philly comes out and kills us, oh, I'll lose my mind. All right, last game of the week, Monday night game, Tampa Bay, New York Giants. This one's going to be good. Yeah. I mean. This one's this one's gonna be good. Danny Dimes in prime time. Yeah, maybe. yeah. Oscar was trying to convince me this might be a close game. Uh, before I don't know if he was joking or not, but I don't believe it. I don't think this is gonna be a close game. Uh, I'm I'm saying don't play Devonta Freeman. No, he's supposed to play. Please don't play him. It's no. such a good running defense, and he doesn't do that much anyway. Yeah, the likelihood of him having a good game is like two percent the reason that he's been okay this season is he's fallen into the end zone a few times right he's not going to do that. really been underwhelming he is not going to do that against the buccaneers the offensive line is not very good i also would like to just take a moment and mention i think wayne gallman i don't think he's going to have a good game this week i just wanted to mention him here because i think that he's going to start taking bigger chunks out of that he should he should he's He's the younger he's the most talented back on that team in my opinion I agree And with I you. think his snapshot is going to start to rise a little bit. I think people are going to start to realize, hey, maybe we don't have to use the guy who's just not that good. The so, old guy who's on a one-year deal yeah. on a bad team. Right. It's just like... Why not play the younger guy who's signed for next year? Yeah. yeah. So... Not I, for this game, though. Definitely not. Do not play Wayne Gallman this week. <laughs> Please don't. I'm just saying he's an interesting stash on the end of a bench yep. to see if he can, you know, start to get a little more of the pie. I agree. All right. Well, that wraps us up here. Um, should be a fun week. Uh, f- football's be, always fun. Yeah, it's always fun. Fantasy football is never fun. Uh, <laughs> and that's why we've got 18 listeners. That's, that's why we play, though. That's what we play. That's why we're so obsessed with it. Uh, yep. Thank you guys so much for listening to episode 26. I think it was one of our best. Um, we'll be back and it was again. Spooky. Yeah, spooky, spooky. Uh, it, we'll be back on Tuesday with episode sure 27 for you guys to talk about this week, uh, recap it for you. Uh, and in the meantime, you guys have a good and a safe Halloween. Yep. Thank you guys.